about 10 days um, going on in the Middle East over in Israel with the Palestinians and the conflict and Hamas launching rockets. Hi everyone, welcome to Next Generation Saints. I'm your host, Nick Coons. Here I talk about all sorts of stuff apologetics wise and so we're just going to kind of dive into this one. So you probably have seen what's been going on in the Middle East on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, social media, the news, mainstream media wise. Pretty much I think everyone's been talking about it, but a lot of information has been pretty messed up a bit on it. So I thought I'd go ahead and cover it on this channel because that's what I do. So really fast, when we first got started on here, Palestine launched rockets into Israel. And everyone's trying to figure out what exactly is going on. Why has this happened? What really caused the catalyst of this thing to really take place? So of course me, I decided, well, the mainstream media really likes to cover it the way they always do. They take the side of Palestine because in their eyes, the mainstream media, liberalism, it's you have to find the aggressor and the victim. And so Palestine is the underdog, so Israel is considered to be the aggressor. Palestine is just the person who, or the group of people who've been oppressed. Therefore, they're going all for it and talking about how horrible Israel's being to Palestine and we should all join sides. You see a bunch of politicians talking about this. I'm going to come in and clear the air up a bit here because honestly, it's annoying and frustrating. And as Christians, we need to be aware of what the heck is going on. So here we go. Palestine has officially announced that it claims these mass evictions took place. I saw it on Vice News, or Vice News, because they're not really a news organization, but they go out there and go, oh my God, let's go talk to people. Let's go see this. Oh, you know, the, this lady went around like, the Palestinians have been so beat up like crazy, and now we're going to go talk to somebody else. And you literally talked to a Jew, and they said, okay, you know, how come you can be here, but the Palestinians can't? And he has two responses. One is, I'm living on someone's land, and they wanted a Jew living here, and that's why I'm here. Second, because one day I hope this all becomes Jewish. Because the city of Israel, the promised land, the land of Canaan, belongs to the Israelites. So, Palestine, basically, the Palestinians came out and said, well, a lot of this war had to happen because Palestinians are being kicked off their land. Right? Like an occupation. Well, here's the thing. There was a reason for this. The reality is there were squatters living in these houses. They weren't paying rent or anything. They were owned by some Jewish people. And they're like, we just, we're not going to have anything to do with this. We're not going to have people living in there. They actually wanted to take these uh, buildings down and make apartment complexes. But, you know, they got all angry and whatnot. So, no, the evictions over here are only about 300 people. That are being evicted. So they basically go in with the cameras and show this heart-touching story about how could they? People are sobbing. They show films of destruction. Obviously, those things are bad. But I find, but the, that this emotionally manipulates people so that they're all in favor of Palestine versus seeing what's really going on. I call it propaganda from media because that's what they're really becoming—just propagandist machines. So. Another reason is they said that they 
um, the Palestinians said that Israel put up gates during Ramadan to stop the fellowship of the Muslims coming into the Temple Mount. For you guys who do not know the Temple Mount, Temple Mount is actually the Dome of the Rock. You know when you see those pictures of Israel and they have that one you know, like dome right there, it's like golden, it's like amazing, you can see it very easily? That's the Dome of the Rock, and I'll go into specifics later in a different episode regarding what exactly the Dome of the Rock is and why it's so important to Muslims and to Christians alike. Well, Jewish, Jewish Christians, stuff like that. Because Christianity stems from Judaism, the difference is we believe in the Messiah is Jesus Christ. But anyways, I digress. So what happened is Temple Mount is also where the last temple stood before it was destroyed. And so, even though, and if you look on the map, it's actually in the territory of Jer Jerusalem in that area, is in a territory for the um, Jews, for the Israelis. They live there. Around there, oh, they live there, they live around there, they are worshipping there. That's a big spot for them. But in 2014, when the war took place, when the small war took place, some idiot decided to negotiate, saying that even though it's in the Jewish location, it is going to be controlled and legislated ultimately by the Palestinian Muslims. So, mm, so the Palestinian Muslims, they like play soccer in the temple. And these are ancient relics of, of the past of, of, of the last temple that was there. A very holy place for Jews. Now, these gates were not put up to block anyone. No one was blocked. If you actually watch the videos of people going, oh, 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 and they're doing their prayers... You can see clearly by the cameras that no one's blocked from doing fellowship. In fact, if they were still running quarantine over there for COVID, they'd be violating it on a massive scale. So no, not at all. So these are the excuses that are coming from the Palestinian authorities. They're doing it. Now, here is actually what's going on. And this is one thing that's not covered on the news that I'm going to go ahead and tell you about because you need to hear this. In 2021, Palestinian elections were, uh, were suspended by the Palestinian Legislative Council, originally scheduled for May 22nd, 2021, but by President, I'm going to butcher this name, just letting you know right now, Mohammed, I believe, um, Mohammed Abbas, again, I butcher things like that, I'm not good with those names, uh, on January 15th, 2021, was indefinitely postponed on April 29th, 2021. So realistically, what I see here, and then, then when I looked at it, and I heard Ben Shapiro talking about it, and I, I like the guy. He has a pretty good head on his shoulders. He even brings up that there was election results. The election results were actually showing that this guy, Mohammed Abbas, if that's how you pronounce his name, again, I butcher things, He's about he was about to get voted out. Well, he stops an election, he suspends it, and then ultimately indefinitely suspends it. And then people who are very uh, the Muslims over there who are very sympathetic to Hamas are told, "Go crazy, cause hell, do something bad." You know, that's what takes place. The so rockets start flying, and then they start blaming Israel for all these little things that really have nothing to do with anything. The craziest part is, when I looked at this, Palestine, Palestine keeps on telling that Israel is the aggressor. We are so oppressed by Israel. Look at all this. And you could saw it on Vice News, too. All these destroyed buildings and blown up things and whatnot. Oh, my gosh. Look what has happened from Israel. Actually, if you had half a two cent, half a head on your, 
have a brain in your head, you would actually watch when Palestinians, Hamas, was launching the rockets and several of them didn't even go correctly. Benjamin Netanyahu even showed this on his press briefing. They would launch, they would misfire somehow and go, bam, and blow up the building that's merely 50 yards away. And these are filled with men, women, and children, people, the innocent. They're not there to cause harm. They're just trying to have, like, dinner with each other. They probably, like, yeah, we don't like Israel. We don't like what's going on. But we're not going to be the person to go do anything about it. We're not going to go throw our shoes at someone or shoot a bullet at a, a soldier or anything. They're just, like, they're probably thinking, I got kids. I got family. I got something. No, we're not involved. They're just the innocent people. Then they're lobbying them into people like um, Tel Aviv, I think is how you pronounce it, and into Jerusalem. The Iron Dome is going off, shooting these things out of the sky, 90% effective, by the way, which is great. But it's just going off. And <clears throat> like I said, Palestinians, the Palestinian leaders of like Hamas, are going, look at all this destruction. Israel is doing this. Uh, Jack Wagons, you started this. Then recently, when they made the uh, ceasefire over with Egypt, Hamas is now celebrating. I mean, Benjamin Netanyahu, in the middle of the, this battle, said, man, when we call it and say we're going to do a ceasefire on this, if it comes down to that, even if we have annihilated their butts, they're still going to get up and say, we, have, we are victorious, Allahu Akbar. It's like, it's like the kid who goes over there like the bully, throws a punch at the kid's face, the kid turns around, and just starts clobbering them, because that's what Israel did. It blew up these uh, network tunnels underground, and you can see the videos of them, the photos of it, where they had this massive network, I think it was called the... Uh, I want to say subway, but it's not called that over there. It's called something else. It's like a metro system. Anyways, it's elaborate tunnels that go for hundreds of miles altogether, in, they're in, going into Israel, where Hamas could pop up, take an RPG launch it and it would go and blow up a building or they could kidnap israel israelis and kill them eventually or just slaughter them or whatever they were going to do so i thought it was brilliant by the way and i'm just going to throw this out here <clears throat> israel i guess had it has a head on its shoulders because they tell on on the broadcast hey guys we're going to go ahead we're going to totally um you know we're going to ground invade gaza and so all of Hamas kind of went into the tunnels, like a vast majority of the soldiers went into the tunnels, even some of the leadership went into the tunnels. And they said, okay, sweet, bomb them. And then airstrike because Israel has total domination over the air. And, went, and you could see on video, literally, I'm not making this up. Watch on TikTok, watch on Instagram, watch on Facebook, watch on YouTube. It's all there. And you can just watch it go bam, 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 and bam, 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 bam. Just explosions everywhere. And they killed a lot of them. They really put a giant dent in their plans. I think if they've been knocked back, like, what, what were they saying? Like, five years at minimum? Knocked back that far? So I'm looking at this going, win-win. <clears throat> so when Egypt comes along and says, hey, let's talk a ceasefire because President Biden finally gets in his head. Oh, well, we hey, guys, listen. Come on, man. Let's, let's, yeah, I expect a de-escalation. You don't care about it, Biden, because the reason you never cared is because it didn't bother you until people started asking you questions. Then you had to formulate a sentence together correctly to answer. And even your sentence didn't sound great. Because I remember, and this is totally off track here, 
But I remember he was on the electric Ford car or something. <clears throat> and the reporter said to because he's going to go drive off this car. And the reporter goes, hey, can I ask you a few questions about Israel? And he goes, uh, well, if you get in front of my car, you can, no, you can't ask that unless you jump in front of my car as I'm trying to go. Uh, probably not the best thing to say. He goes, I'm just kidding. On the side note, if Trump had ever said that, there'd be headline news. Trump threatened a reporter to run them over if they're going to ask him a question. And the biting gets passed. Anywho. So, what is ultimately this? I'm looking at this whole situation. I'm going, okay, why are they so angry? Why do the Palestinians want the Jews gone? Like, what is it ultimately that they want? Because when an attack like this happens, you've got to ask the question, what do these people want? Well, Dennis Prager, Prager University, actually looked into this quite a bit. And he came out with an answer, and it's actually found on Prager University. I'll post it on the, comment, on the, yeah, on the comments below. Um, but you should watch it. And it's simply put this way. He said, and I quote, one side wants the other side dead. So we can look back and forth on all sorts of history about Israel and about the Palestinians, about the Israelites. Now, here's the thing. Before we dive into this, Palestinians, will you'll hear from the UN and from liberals and from people from the left who say, Palestine was there first and Israel's an occupation. Hold on there, soldier. <laughs> Let's hold our horses there for a second. Islam didn't come around until after Christianity had formed. It was about four to five hundred years after, well, about four to six hundred years actually, after Christianity had come around that Islam actually came around. Israel had been there before Christianity for thousands of years. Israel has been there before the Palestinians were the Palestinians. Before Islam even existed. It's kind of crazy because when you think about that, it leads you to this next point I want to bring up here. <clears throat> because this whole entire conflict, Israel and Palestine also boils down strongly to whoever claims land. Because that's what they all say. You're an occupied territory. So if they're an occupied territory, let's break down this ans the answer to who gets the land? Who does get the land? And that's where, and then I'm going to pull up my Bible here really fast and pull up exactly where this thing is. So what we're looking at is Genesis, because Genesis is it. Now, this whole system, before we get into it, these are the characters you need to be knowing about. You need to know about Isaac, Ishmael, Abraham, Sarah, and Hagar. Okay, yeah, Hagar. Sounds really weird. <laughs> it kind of comes off the mouth funny, but hey, there you go, right? So, <clears throat> a little pre- Stating here, Abraham is contacted by God and said to go to a promised land that he is promising. It is a land flowing with milk and honey and to take his family <clears throat> and that he will be a father of many nations and many nations will be blessed because of him. So he goes off with his wife and his nephew, Lot. They go off. They have this whole adventure, ultimately leads him over into Egypt over there, they acquire through uh, through the story. You can read through it in Genesis about how they acquire. Basically, they, they, they leave. They have acquired a bunch of um, riches, cattle, um, gold, different kinds of food, slaves. Slaves was a big thing back then. I know nowadays we shun it, but that was typical back then. One of them was a Egyptian slave woman named Hagar. Now, Abraham 
and Sarah, they didn't go by those two names before. They actually went by Abram and Sarai. But I'm going to call them Abraham and Sarah just so we can keep everything not being confused. So Abraham is basically he's really freaking old. And so is Sarah. They're way past their prime to have a child. They're like great grandparents at this point. Way too old to have children. So Abraham, so Sarah tells him, look, how about this? I'm going to go ahead and give you Hagar. You marry her, you sleep with her, and she can give you a son. So Abraham reluctantly agrees to his wife's advice, which not the best thing in the world to do all the time. And marries Hagar, and he sleeps with her. She gets pregnant, bears him a child named Ishmael. Ishmael grows up, and finally God shows back up on his way to judge Sodom and Gomorrah. He swings by Abraham and talks to him. So we see this. We catch up to this in Genesis chapter 17, verse 15. God also said to Abraham, As for Sarah, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Like I said, Sarai. You, uh, mutant, her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of people will come from, from her. Abraham fell face down. He l laughed and said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at her age of 90? And Abraham said to God, If only Ishmael might live under your blessing. Ishmael has grown up. He's not a little child that just went out yesterday. You know, out of the mama of yesterday. Ishmael, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm probably horribly wrong here, but I'm going to throw it out that he's like 20 years old. Let's just throw that out. Between 16 and 20 years old. <clears throat> then God said, yes, but your wife Sarah will bear you a son and you will call him Isaac. He will establish my covenant with him, an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will surely bless him. I will make him fruitful. And he will be great, um, greatly increase his numbers. He will be a father of 12 rulers. And I will make him into a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear to you by this time next year. When he had, set, when he had finished speaking with Abraham, God went up from him. We're going to end right there, right before we hit 23, because, because, yeah. Right there. So, right here, Ishmael is promised he's going to be able to, he's going to have 12, 12 rulers and a nation unto himself. However, the covenant that God makes with Abraham is going to Isaac, not Ishmael. The covenant is the promised land. That's what this whole covenant is about. They said, so when I when I hear about the Palestinians and Muslims coming out and going, oh, Abraham's our father. Yeah, you're right. Palestinians go, well, Abraham's our father. Yeah, you're 100% right. You come from Hagar. 100% guaranteed. Yeah. Abraham's seed is what created your, your, your nation. No questions. But where I draw the line and say it is not truth is because there in Genesis 17, chap, uh, Genesis chapter 17, verse 15, it clearly states that the covenant is going to be between Isaac, Abraham, and Sarah, and their descendants. That's it. 
plain and simple. Now, this is one of those say, oh, you're a Zionist. I go, I guess. If you want to call me a Zionist, then go ahead and call me a Zionist. I guess I'm, I guess I'm that person. But what I'm looking at is, this is the Holy Word of God, the Bible. And when you read in the Quran, and I believe it's chapter 2 in the Quran, verse 3, I, I'm kind of thinking it's that one at this point. You actually come across, the Muslims are taught that the Torah, which is what I'm reading for, Genesis is in the Torah, that it is the Word of God. So, when the Palestinians are screaming at Israel that this is our land, we are to occupy it, Abraham is our father, we have all right to take it. No, you don't. According to the title deed, the legal title deed given by God himself, no, you don't. You can sit on that land. You can pay rent into it. Israel can, uh, the Israelis can let you sit on that land, but you cannot own that land. That is not yours for the taking. The title deed goes to Ishmael and his descendants, the Jewish nation. So, when we see the UN say that no, Israel is a Jewish nation, and we could do a two-part solution, two-nation system, but yet the Palestinians refuse. I look and go, besides mankind trying to appease these people, appease this nation unto itself, you have no right to be there. None whatsoever. Sucks to hear that. You can hate me. You can take it. You know, I always say, if you hate me, take a number, get in line. That's how it is. This is also where I look forward to the second coming of Jesus when he establishes his kingdom in Israel. Because that's what he's going to do. He's going to show up. Kingdom of heaven is going to come right down, right there, onto Israel. I look forward to that. I look forward to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I always say this with Israel, keep a close eye out because prophecies are being fulfilled. Am I saying that this is the end times and oh my gosh, you know, Jesus is coming, it's going to happen probably tomorrow? Look, I can give you two answers. One is I don't know when he's coming back. I'm not going to even try to pretend like I know when he's coming back. And second of all, keep vigilant watch at all times. That's what he tells us to do. So... To my brothers and sisters listening out there, keep an eye out. Know that Jesus Christ loves you. Know that everything's going to be okay. It's pretty turmoil, but how do they say it in the Rocketeer? It's all part of the show, folks. <laughs> so, until next time we meet again, may God richly bless you all, my dearly beloved.